Hello, I'm Joshua Vickery. And hi, I'm Mary Thompson Hunt, and welcome to From the Heart. Central Florida is widely known for its tourist spots and attractions, but many people don't know about its thriving arts community. On this show, we are excited to introduce to you talented and passionate artists who shape our arts community. How do they create and why? And how can Central Florida benefit from an even greater arts presence? On each episode, we'll introduce to you guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference. From the heart. Hi, Mary. Hi, Joshua. <laughs> Welcome back, my friend. It seems like it's been forever. It has been forever. It's been, we were just saying, almost a month since we've been able to do a show together. You know, what? that's too good, long. Good things about it. I have so many friends that listen to this show that I didn't even know listened mm-hmm. that were calling me, emailing me and seeing me at Disney saying, why are we listening to shows we've already heard? And there's one show, The Punslinger. I think. Oh. <laughs> they said it was Punslinger again. What's going on? Yeah, like, we oh. did a uh, we did a, we did what four weeks of friend shows. We mm-hmm. had like 20, 25 or so friend shows on our radio show over a span of time for the Friends Festival, and we picked some shows to do as a repeat over the holidays. And the friends, one of the friend shows, got into the mix. So we were promoting shows that happened in May. Uh-huh. It was great. <laughs> but they got some they got some promotion. That was cool. And a big shout out to all of you who do listen and so many of you I didn't know were. So thank you so much. And uh, we've got some new ones coming out. This one's going to be a great one. Absolutely. And Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. Do How you was your ha- holiday? Oh, it was absolutely wonderful. It was um, nonstop up until the 21st of December. We did over 60 events and concerts and shows and things. Uh, and then I um, and then I just checked out. It was wonderful. Nice. I really rested and and feel feel ready for 2018. How you about were you? Working really hard. I had a wonderful holiday. Uh, and uh, as a Christmas gift to one friend, I brought her to the concert at uh, Bob Carr, the holiday home for the holidays. Home, yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. And she did loved, you know that was our choir up there? Yes, of course I did. Oh, I did well. I think I wrote you. You did. I was so proud. <laughs> I think I did or texted you. You might have. You probably did. I, I was so excited when I saw that. I didn't know that you were gonna that you were gonna be represented. And I saw Chris Barton there and I saw so many people I knew. But the friend that I brought that was her Christmas gift, she cried, we laughed, she loved it so much. And it just it just reminded me how I think art and education are like food. You should always share it. You should mm. always give art, education mm-hmm. and food away. I love that. And you know, that was that concert is a beautiful picture of collaboration because it was the Philharmonics concert, mm-hmm. but they had the Bach Festival Children's uh, uh, Choir. Mm-hmm. They had singers from the opera. They had our choir. They had um, the Liberty Singers yes. from Disney. And so mm-hmm. it was a really beautiful kind of tapestry of different things mm-hmm. to celebrate the holidays with. Yeah. So do you have a New Year's resolution? Oh, well... <laughs> Okay, it's not really art, but I am going paleo next week. Oh, that's what. Okay, remind <laughs> us what paleo is, Mary. <laughs> it's no that, carbs. No carbs, um, so you can't eat any bread. No sugar, uh, no alcohol, no life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, what is there besides those things? <laughs> a lot of vegetables, a lot of fruit, and and all the protein that you want. What's your favorite vegetable? I love them all so much. Really? Yeah, I re- I love vegetables. What like what what would be like your favorite like that's like candy to you you could just eat a whole bowl of um, well I love stir fry I, I, carrots are a good one to snack on but they're yeah I, I mean I haven't met one yet I don't like <laughs> I mean <laughs> you don't discriminate against any kind of vegetable I don't I don't I believe in vegetables the in equality every color. of all vegetables <laughs> I wish I felt that way I really, really did yeah I'm not a vegetable eater. I'm the one of the pickiest eaters you probably will ever meet. It's really, really sad. You know, and I don't like mashed potatoes. I'm from Virginia. I love country cooking, but I can't eat mashed potatoes. I know it's the weirdest thing. Everybody in the room's but looking at me like baked and hash you, browns. You can. 
Yeah. Oh, I love French fries and potato chips, but mashed potatoes. And They're you always fried. hear and I always hear the the well, you haven't had my mashed potatoes yet, and it just doesn't work. If they fry them up, you'll eat them. <laughs> yeah, fry them up, or yeah, put them in a fryer, they'll be just fine. So I'm super excited to to see what kind of conversations we're gonna have this year with mm-hmm. so many great art leaders and communities, community of artists and arts organizations. We're so lucky to get to have this conversation every single Very week. Very fortunate. It feeds my soul. And, and we always learn something new. Like we learned this show today, listeners, you're going to hear, you're going to, you're going to learn about something new that's happening in our community. Uh, Cause we already have learned that. So let's get right to it. We have so much to, to talk about and so many wonderful people here. Absolutely. So we have returning guests back today, uh, Debbie Famey and Pamela Haas, who are the fine and performing arts specialists, resource specialists <laughs> for Osceola County Public Schools. And we were joking earlier because these two ladies are truly rock stars. They have done so much good in Osceola County when it comes to not just the school system, but in Osceola County in general, mm-hmm. in promoting the arts and promoting culture and creating incredible opportunities for students. And so we were debating about what their real titles should be. And I think we just came up with amazing. And I think that's, they're just amazing. <laughs> that's what they are. But welcome back both of, to both of you ladies. Welcome. Thank you. Happy New Year. And then we also have Ted G, who is the president of Live Music Tutor. Uh, and so welcome, Ted, to the show. Hello. Glad to be here. Thank you. So, Ted, tell us a little bit about what you do and how you got connected to Debbie and Pam. Cool. Well, uh, Live Music Tutor, we developed because the arts and specifically music had continued to shrink. And since about 2008, uh, about 80% of music programs had been cut uh, really across the country. And we wanted to continue to make sure that music was a part of education. We also worked on the legislation in Washington to help get the ESA law passed. But most importantly, we believe that the benefits of music to a well-rounded education are just phenomenal. And we think that almost every student should have the opportunity to participate in some level of performing arts, um, music particularly, but really being able to show the creative side of their learning. Mm. And how has that been well received in this message that you've been carrying across the country or even internationally over the last few years? Yes. Uh, we've delivered almost about 27,000 lessons across the platform, and we're about in 55 school districts this year, uh, really across the country. So a lot of people are taking advantage of the opportunity that, uh, you know, to help them with not only taking lessons, but choosing the instructors they want um, at a really, really affordable cost. But uh, now with the schools really being able to help uh, the schools has really been really, really good for uh, really our mission. And we you know, work with Osceola. What is your mission statement? Uh, we, we're, we're basically trying to have music as a part of everyone's life in a well-rounded education or nice. as part of a well-rounded education. Now, you mentioned about how you deliver. Tell our listeners how you deliver your lessons. Yes, we have a platform that uh, we've developed uh, from scratch. So we have a proprietary platform that delivers live, real-time, interactive music education, Uh, both one-on-one lessons where an individual can take a lesson from an instructor anywhere around the world, any time of day. And this has really been helpful for families uh, that are often shuttling kids all around uh, the city to different music lessons. We also do master classes. Uh, we have master classes for uh, different different types of uh, uh, 
uh, venues. So we have professionals, celebrities, uh, and master teachers teaching lessons. Then we have master classes that we have that we're doing in the classrooms where we have one of our almost 3,000 instructors that are supplementing the programs into the schools uh, for almost every instrument, including voice. So you, you need a computer, obviously. Yes, you just need a, uh, we actually, in most schools that have a smart board, uh, we're able to connect to the smart board. Internet connection, uh, having a laptop is uh, what a lot of individuals do at home or traveling in hotels, those kind of things. Wow. And you said you have 3,000 instructors? Yes. And how do you find these teachers and how do you vet them and, and what does their experience level need to be? Oh, great question. So we have uh, a lot of our lot of our instructors come from uh, uh, schools and universities, uh, colleges, universities across the country. They go through a complete vetting process to include not only skills, skill set and skill level, uh, their education background. And we also do background checks to help create a safe environment for them. That's great. This is so cool. I mean, I I assumed that this had existed you know, because of just how technology is growing, but I don't, I don't think I knew uh, of how expansive it is really. So Debbie, uh, you know, you and Pam serve a very large county with many, many students, and you guys have made great strides in accessibility to the arts. Uh, how has this helped your, your, your mission uh, for the two of you? Sure. Well, when Ted first came to us, it came through a school board member that he had been in communication with, and our school board member realized that although our teachers were doing great things in the classroom, we didn't have a very good competitive edge because our students weren't able to take private lessons the mm. way so many other school districts, their, their students are able to go out and take private lessons. Mm -hmm. So he thought that the technology of bringing it into the home would be our solution. So he introduced me to Ted. And in talking to Ted, we also discussed that it's not just a logistics problem of getting a student to a lesson. There's also a financial concern sure. because many of our families, you know, cannot afford to send their students, to send their children for private lessons. Mm -hmm. So the more we talked, uh, the more Ted became interested in our scenario, which was that we were just in the kind of beginning stages of building some of our string programs. And so we had a couple string specialists, but predominantly we were asking our music teachers, regardless of whatever their background was, mm -hmm. what, to step up to the plate and begin to teach strings. Um, so we definitely had a gap in the skill level. Were of they the given teachers. any kind of training or um, just say, base, take your basic skills that you know of honestly, music and do it? <laughs> in music education, our degrees are K-12 music, right. which implies that we can teach anything. Correct. Um, in reality, we have to stay a step ahead of students in some cases. Uh -huh. You know, when, when you're asked to teach something that's a little bit out of your comfort level. I got my degree in church music and we had instrumental method classes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. One you semester. basically had to pay like a couple of songs on every instrument and I was right. n never good at any wow. of them. <laughs> but I can tell you how each one of them works, but I can't really do anything well with them. So I get right. it. But so you can sympathize with what we were putting our and teachers through. the challenges through. that they were probably facing. Right. Sure. Right. But um, so, so Ted said, well, I really believe that we can help with that. Um, and he was kind of in the beginning stages of trying to understand how to work with a school district. 
Um, in, in many cases, as he would approach a, string, uh, a school district, they would feel as though he was coming in to kind of supplant the, the music teacher rather than supplement. And so we talked and made it very clear that in no way did, would I want his, his instructors to take the place of our instructor, uh, of our music teachers, but I would want it to be a resource mm. to our music teachers. Mm. And so I asked him if it was possible that an instructor, one of his instructors, could live stream into the classroom every so often and deliver the class um, interactively while my, my own music teacher was present in the room learning along with the oh, students. Mm, I love that. He liked that concept and developed it for us. Mm. And as a result, we've been able to turn around and you know give great testimony of the results we've had. I really feel... Many of our string programs gained feet because of what he was able to do to resource our own teachers. And um, we started out, he started out with us in an elementary, a middle, and a high school to see how it would work at each level. And it was supposed to be a pilot for a year, but he became attached to Osceola <laughs> County, and he has not left us. Yay! And I'm sure it and helps. We will not. I was going to say, I'm sure it helps that Debbie and Pam are so awesome and amazing, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, like, yes, you want to work yes. with them. I want to yes. hear a success story, uh, a story of uh, someone that took a class that gave you feedback about how it changed um, their interests or their life. or. Um. We have one one school now. I think that uh, we're really getting some major benefits, and and it's Gateway High School, mm-hmm. and the instructor there has been great to work with. Uh, but he's got some some students in there that were at beginner levels, and they were trying to figure out whether this is something that they really wanted to do. And I think that uh, the work that our instructors are doing with the instructor there at Gateway. And also Aaron, uh, who's in the class and helps with some of the some of the support from a string perspective, uh, has really helped in, uh, make a couple of the kids really a lot more really more enthusiastic about what they're doing. And you can see the progress that they're making as a whole. And this has been really really phenomenal to see the transition. And pretty much as Debbie said, I mean the instructor uh, himself was a he's a band instructor. Mm. So he's been very receptive of the support that our uh, instructor who matter of fact lives in Nashville. So mm. a lot of our teachers are all over the place, but um, the, the instruction that he's receiving the support, uh, our instructors follow whatever uh, methods books or uh, songs that the that the teacher wants to learn. Mm-hmm. So just really watching the progress of the kids has been a success in itself. Beautiful. I can just, oh, sorry. So we have so many stories. Go, (laughs) Debbie. (laughs) Just based on Gateway, I can give such testimony. I sat in the audience of their Christmas concert, Mm. and I expected to hear some very primary kind of orchestral pieces. They did legit music in tune, beautifully, expressively. I almost, I I think I did cry. (laughs) I think you did. And yeah, I think I did cry. I, it, I just didn't expect it. I did not expect, and I know without the resources that the, that the band director has been provided, that just could not happen. That's amazing. It and Ted, you're, do, you're doing great. We're going to learn more about it. So join us back here just a few moments on From the Heart, Magic 107.7 FM.
Welcome back to From the Heart on Magic 107.7 FM. This is Joshua Vickery here with my beautiful and talented co-host, Mary Thompson Hunt. And this is where we get to talk all things good, arts and culture and community. And today we are absolutely talking about those topics uh, as we're exploring the good things that are happening in the Osceola County Public School System through the work of Debbie and through Pam, which we've already met on another previous show, and with Tom G., uh, with Live Music Tutor. And on this side, with two E's. Felt with two E's. He <laughs> says he was Kenny G's brother, but I don't, I don't quite believe him, Mary. I don't, know. I don't know. But we have several more guests joining us today, and I can't wait to talk to you guys. So we have Erin Sample, who is the social media director for Live Music Tutor. She also gave herself a promotion, so she oversees all the the work in Osceola <laughs> County now as well. Um, and we have Edwin Santiago, who is the jazz band director for the Osceola School for the Arts. We have Diego Duval, who is a uh, college student, but a fabulous trombone player and uh, is aspiring to be a professional musician. So what welcome to all of you. What a room of talent. Thank I you know. For oh, my goodness. We could do like a full show just on each one of you. You're, you're, <laughs> just a, you're a gem for sure. So we were talking in the last segment uh, about just the amazing work that Live Music Tutor does in bringing virtual music lessons and master classes into the classroom as well as individuals. So, you know, we both are all about arts accessibility, making mm-hmm. sure everyone has the opportunity. And we, we believe, as well as Debbie and Pam and everybody around here, that that's important uh, for so many reasons. It just enriches the quality of life of an individual, but in students' lives as they're being uh, molded into who they're going to be as adults. Um, music and the arts is so very, very important. But there's some some advocacy points that, that I, I just would love to share uh, in in having music class uh, in your life, there is a 28% higher graduation rate, a 15% higher GPA, higher SAT scores, develops sense of family, pride, self-confidence, and culture awareness, develops self-expression, and music plays the important role in language acquisition. Right. Where did you get those facts? Uh, I was given to the, I was given them by uh, Debbie and Pam. <laughs> 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 I'd like to say I wrote them or made them up, but I didn't. But no. but those are talking points I use all the time. That I totally uh, believe in all of those things, and we talk a lot about in in giving the case for music, mm-hmm. quantitative data and qualitative data. Exactly. And qualitative is us saying, hey, we know music makes a difference. We right. can see it in their faces. But it's hard to measure it. It's hard to measure. Mm-hmm. But here's some really good measurement. When you talk about a 28% higher graduation rate, you can't argue with that. I mean, no. that really is a proven proven fact. So when we talk about arts accessibility, there's another topic that we want to just touch on today about the students and families that have come here to Central Florida Uh, because of Hurricane Maria from uh, the beautiful country of Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. And so you were sharing with us that 2,300 students have come to just Osceola County uh, in the last few months uh, after the hurricane. So Pam and Debbie, can you guys just share with us, maybe Pam, share with us how has that affected the music and the arts scene in the school system with having that many more students? Well, obviously, um, as you said, uh, 2,300 students up until we started winter break, which will start back school on this coming Monday and um, actually enrolling about 25 to 50 students a day. Wow. Um, and we, we don't expect that to really slow down. Um, of course, we are welcoming these students into our arts programs with open arms. We, we want them to be in there because you know, we all know we've talked about it already, what the arts can do for these students. Um, However, our instruments are 
you know, we're already depleted with our right. current uh, student load. So there was how many, no, hardly enough for the students you already had. Exactly. Now you have thousands more. Exactly. And how many students do you think that are coming over are wanting to or needing to participate in the arts, not just in the instrumental side, but in general out of that 2,300 students, how many more students are now involved in our programs? Just guesstimate. Um, I mean, I think it's probably a good, a good percentage of that that sure. are enrolled in some form of arts. I mean, I think um, on average in Osceola County, we have about 78% of our students are enrolled in some form of arts. Wow. Um, so and if you I said might be off half that of that, then you're looking at over 1,000 new students exactly. involved in arts programs. Exactly. That's pretty incredible. So what do you need? I mean, I mean, obviously, <laughs> that's a very, uh, that's more a very space, open more <laughs> instruments, um, more teachers. I mean, obviously, something like the live music tutor is helpful because you can do more than one student at a time. Well, not only that, too, the live music tutor will allow us the ability to do bilingual education. Oh, yeah. Music education with the students that are coming over that may not understand, um, you know, may not have that language acquisition yet. So when we talk about, you know, helping these students that have come here and families that have come here from Puerto Rico, we're talking about like basic needs for some of them, just food and shelter and jobs and all of those things. And so a, something like an instrument is truly like a luxury, right? I mean, it's a luxury. Um, so you're doing this project to try to gather instruments to help with these students. What is this looking like for you guys? How are you doing it? Who are you asking? What kind of instruments do you need? <laughs> Tag team it. Sure. We we really can use any type of instrument. We're we're collecting used instruments. We call them lonely instruments. Mm -hmm. If if they're laying under a bed or in a closet, instruments are made to make beautiful music and we can definitely get them in the hands of students who will help that to happen. In fact, Mary greeted us today yeah. with the donation of a trombone, which is wonderful. Mary, so, Annie, Mary, 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 go Mary. <laughs> so Without I can assure her that on Monday. <laughs> it was missing a mouthpiece, but that's okay, hey, right? Mouthpiece is easy. That. We yeah. can handle a mouthpiece. <laughs> on Monday, I can assure you, Mary, that yeah. that instrument will be making beautiful music in the so hands glad. of some really deserving student. I'm so glad. Um, and we just feel as though many of these families actually are coming to us without their family. The students are being sent to live with distant relatives mm -hmm. while the mom or the dad or, you know, are back in Puerto Rico trying to put their lives together. And so they're coming and living with unknown family members. Mm. Well, we're in a school, you're, you know, can you imagine entering a school of 2,000 plus students and you don't speak the language? Where are you going to find family? Where are you going to find connection? It's in a music classroom. Wow. That just made me want to cry. I know that's really it's really powerful. And Edwin, you uh, are teaching at the Alceo School for the Arts, which is an amazing uh, high school that that really focuses on the arts. You mentioned in here in some of the notes that we've just been looking over that the students may not speak English, but they do speak music. Mm. I think that's really cool. What does that mean to you? How do you are you seeing that happen in your school? Absolutely. And um, so we, we frequently will say something like music is the universal language. And it's true. Um, I teach all the jazz bands at, at the School for the Arts. So uh, when we go to jam sessions, sometimes we meet folks from other countries who are visiting, you know, they're here in Central Florida to visit theme parks or whatever. And so we may not be able to communicate in English or another language. But when we say we're going to play Stella by Starlight or a blues in B flat, 
Mm. They get that and boom, it's instant communication right there. Mm. Um, so we definitely see that through our, uh, throughout the arts classes at Osceola. Uh, that's for the arts. And what about you guys, Aaron? Are you seeing that in the different schools that you're, uh, you know, working with in Osceola County? Are you seeing that these students from Puerto Rico are really rallying around music as a as a way to connect? Yeah, I mean, when I go to Gateway High School, there's a kid who sits in the well. He used to sit in the corner of the classroom because you know he didn't really know English like that. But once he got that violin in his hand and started actually communicating with other students through that music and learning. You can see, actually, he's actually learning English, too. Mm. But you can see that through music, he's basically getting a family. I love that. Do you feel like that a lot of these students are being able to express themselves through the music? Like, do you feel like Mm -hmm. whether it's they're? I mean, I'm sure some are angry or they're hurting or they're missing family or or they're excited about a new start. I mean, I don't know. Music is feeling. Right. And so you're seeing that happen. It is. That's so very cool. So how can people give these instruments? What What is the tangible? Is there like a drop-off location? I mean, because we hopefully we have tons of listeners. Hopefully you're going to go and get your, those instruments that are in your closets or, mm-hmm. or you may, you know, no friends that have it. What do they, what do they do with them? Well, any used instrument can be dropped off at the school district of Osceola County, which is at 817 Bill Beck Boulevard in Kissimmee, Florida. Say that one more time. Or we'll come pick it up. (laughs) (laughs) Give that address one more time. Sure. It's 817 Bill Beck Boulevard in Kissimmee, Florida. And And is there a phone number they can call if they want to tell you about something they have? Sure. They can call me at 407-414-9745. Thank you. Very cool. And uh, there's other ways that people can help in this situation, right? Like you talked about instrument donations, but also through financial assistance and benefit concerts. Maybe you can talk to us about that, uh, Ted. Yes. Well, uh, thank you. Uh, one of the other benefits that Live Music Tutor provides as part of a uh, almost a one-stop shop, if you will, is that we do have a retail piece. So what we're going to be looking at doing is providing the district with a host of uh, instruments that will help su- support uh, these kids that have been displaced. So we're, we're helping not just with the education side, but also the instruments. And mm. we're gonna be looking for individuals to help as well as engage in the community, uh, both locally and nationally with some, some major uh, uh, entities. That's and I great. imagine too, there's other types of art uh, supplies that you might use be able to use. So if you're at a home listeners and you have extra paper, Pencils, paints, uh, anything, paper mache, stamps, anything. Music stands. (laughs) Music stands. (laughs) Mouthpieces. The list goes on. So I'm curious, do you guys have like a website that we could maybe send people to that has a list of things that people could, can they go to Ted? Can they go to you? Can they go to, I'm just wondering like if there's a way for us to send listeners to a certain place where there can be a list of things. We're actually in the process of developing a website uh, that will be www dot music helps heal dot org awesome music helps heal dot org and so information will be on there as to where to donate um i guess that's a good idea we should put a list of uh, uh you know items that we we would accept but pretty much anything mm-hmm. i love your idea about bringing in the visual arts as well of course I mean, well, that's expensive <laughs> i'm married to an artist those Absolutely. paintbrushes <laughs> are pricey 
Yeah, and I was just thinking when you said paper mache, it made me think about my mom loves a scrapbook, and Absolutely. she has all these cool stickers, and and she's got tons of stuff she doesn't use. <laughs> and I wonder, you know, making people think about things that they can donate to the school Fun system that stamps. can be used. I have yeah. a rubber stamp collection. I don't know if you know this. I did not. I have about four hundred of them. Four hundred. Yes, I was a serious collector. <laughs> Where do you put four hundred rubber stamps? <laughs> when Jason gets mad. No. Um, I, I just I loved making greeting cards. I loved it was a way to and I have all these beautiful pens and I would just color and I would just make things. It was something I like to do. That's so very mm-hmm. cool. So, uh, Tom, Tom, why did I say Tom? Ted. That's close. Yeah. I was thinking <laughs> G. I was thinking about yeah. the G in my yeah, head yeah, and then yeah. the wrong, the wrong name came yeah, out. Yeah. So Ted, what is the, what joy do you get out of this? I, I know this is a, a for-profit business and this is your livelihood and this is your career, but there's gotta be something that drives you to keep this going on a daily basis and to build what you've built what is what's the passion what's your story behind this why are you doing this well uh the co-founder jason goffner who's a classically trained musician uh and myself was really looking at not only the impact but the fact that uh 80 of the school districts across the country were impacted by budgets i i've gone to uh mit uh, for graduate level uh, school, and over ninety percent of the kids there played some level of music instrument. Wow! And when you think about that, and the correlation between math and science is huge. And we live in a very, very uh, technological society at this point. And I think the more kids that have access and are introduced to this is going to be able to benefit greatly. Um, as you know, schools, when you really look at the competition for especially some of your top tier schools, uh, the selection process is tough. Kids that uh, will display whether it's uh, some level of performing arts and music, uh, athletics, those kinds of uh, different activities are going to probably fare a little better than those are not. Mm. So we think that uh, that's a benefit to me personally as well. But when you look at it, uh, even as a former athlete, uh, there's a lot more scholarships for music mm. than there is for athletics. Really? Wow. So there's another benefit uh, for kids that could be there. So for me, really seeing kids have access, seeing kids really get the benefits, whether it's the social uh, benefits, the economic benefits, the team building, a lot of things that I think that in today's world, we need more of. Wow. And I wonder how many, you probably don't even know how many students will have that opportunity because of the work that you're doing with your company. I think that's amazing. Lovely. Well, um, we're going to be right back in just a little while, but I think we have a little surprise for you before we go. I think maybe when we come back. When we come back? Yeah, when we come back. So you have to come back because we have a surprise. (laughs) I gave it away. (laughs) From the heart, Magic 107.7 FM.
Edwin Santiago, ladies and gentlemen. Beautiful. Wow. I'm hearing everyone out there applaud. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Or wanting to hear more. They're like, Mary and Josh, just stop talking. We want to hear more trumpet. (laughs) It is going to be a happy new year. That was beautiful. Thank you. We asked Edwin if he would play us in. Um, You know what? As we come back to this segment, I actually do want to ask a question. And Diego, this is to you. Um, You've talked about how well you're working with your instrument and how far you've come. How has playing an instrument helped your other studies? Well, uh, when it came to, you know, learning how to really balance how to learn my instrument and how to be efficient with my time when learning my instrument, it really helped me focus on my other areas because I knew exactly what I needed to do. Mm -hmm. It helped me, you know, just focus on what needs to happen. And how about organizational skills? Oh, definitely. Uh, you know, you have to be organized when you're a musician. Otherwise, you know, you get discombobulated and everything just starts not making sense. Mm-hmm. And you so. use big words like discombobulated. <laughs> that was impressive. And so and so well used. And memory. Has it helped your memory? Yeah. Uh, you know, for marching band and stuff, you got to memorize songs, you know. And since, you know, math and music are very closely related subjects, mm-hmm. um, you know, it just helps with memorizing formulas for me. That's I use musical uh what's it called, analogies, I guess, mm. for memorizing some formulas in math. Yeah. Um, what What are some of the studies that uh, challenged you in school? Uh, well, I don't want to... S- I guess math and science, really. <laughs> they, are you, they're, thinking, they're, they're are you thinking about what teacher might be listening? Is no. that what you were thinking about? <laughs> oh, oh, you know what? Speaking of teacher... Um, who do you want to thank today? Oh, I want to thank Edwin Santiago for sure. Oh, oh that's awesome. You know, without him really just, you know, guiding me mm-hmm. on my path to music, I don't think I would have gotten nearly as far as I have and continue to go as far as I am. Let me ask you, if you had to sum up what a big life lesson that you've learned from him, what would that be? Um, don't stop what you love. Do not mm-hmm. stop doing what you love because... Wow. You'll, you know, you'll regret it. Hear How that, l- listeners? Uh, don't <laughs> that get that translates in in so many ways. How long have you been playing the trombone? Uh, since fourth grade. Uh, I'm trying to remember how long ago that was. It might have been ten-ish years. Because you're so old, Diego. <laughs> <laughs> Diego's 21, listeners. Uh, was it the first instrument you picked up? Uh, no, I've been playing piano since I've been around four. Wow. What made you decide to try trombone? Um. Well, my dad played the trumpet, and I was put on this music program for elementary school, and I was like, oh, I want to play trumpet because my dad plays trumpet. But, uh, you know, I I went to the director, who was the uh, middle school director at the time, doing the elementary school, and I tried playing the trumpet mouthpiece. He gave me a trumpet mouthpiece, and I tried playing it, and I couldn't do it. He said, well, your lips are too big. Why don't you try a trombone mouthpiece (laughs) or a tuba mouthpiece? And I said, well... You know, trombone sounds cooler than tuba, so it was really by <laughs> complete heavy, happenstance. Right? Yeah. You have to be cool. Really heavy to carry around. That would be. Ooh. And I marched in marching band too, and I always felt for those tuba players because those are heavy. So you didn't get as heavy an instrument. Yeah, That's awesome. I got lucky. I got lucky. So now you're studying in school, and mm-hmm. we hear you're doing really, really great in the jazz band at University of North Florida. Yeah. And you're aspiring to be a professional musician. Yeah, that's my. Uh, I think that's my calling. What's the dream? Where do you want to be playing? What do you want to be doing? Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, being a part of a big band has always been, like, my top uh, kind of dream for me. You know, something like Jazz at Lincoln Center, the Smithsonian's. Uh, and you, you went know. to essentially Ellington, we hear. Tell us about that. Oh, yeah. 
that was a that was a fun trip to New York where uh, our school, Osceola County School for the Arts, got accepted for that nationally uh, nationally acclaimed competition. And so you know we went up there after a uh, after a uh, screening process, which we got accepted in, and uh, what we played for four judges, all were critically acclaimed musicians. And, you know, we got judged, and it was a very amazing experience. Mm. Were you nervous? Oh, I was nervous. <laughs> very nervous. <laughs> and were you all proud? Obviously, you, you did well, but were you all proud? Did you know you did your best that day? Yeah. Actually, once I was crying when I got off the stage because I, mm. I poured every, all my soul into, uh, into that music, Aww. every second of it, and I loved it. That's it's amazing. So great. I really wish, you know, the the only thing about radio is you can't see the faces of our guests. And I, <laughs> if you could look around the room, from Debbie to Pam to Ted to Aaron, to Edwin, they're all just smiling and crying and so proud, so proud of you, Diego. I mean, I think these people they they live what they speak. They they really want to see a difference in students' lives. And Edwin, I I have a, a question for you. You know, he just gave you major props uh, in just saying how much of an impact you were. In his life, how do you, when you see a student like Diego and you know there's something special about him, you know, what are the types of things you can do as a, as a teacher to invest in their lives and encourage them? Well, first of all, thank you, Diego. I mean, it, I'll have to process everything you said because it's just, it's, it's touching. Mm. And you'll get to hear it again. <laughs> <laughs> and again over and, again. and over if you want to. Um, <laughs> but, but Diego, I think, typifies a lot of our students at OCSA that um, they have a calling, really. And it's not just in music, but it's in the arts. So I think not just for me, but for the other arts teachers, um, we kind of look at ourselves like we're not so much teaching them how do you play a note or a phrase. It's more of um, coaching them. We're coaching them for life. So many times I'll talk to them like, okay, guys, you want to make sure when you go to college, um, it's going to be a different level, but you've got to learn how to budget your time, organize yourself well. Um, I just told, actually, a few minutes ago, I said, Diego, next time, make sure you always have a, a trombone mouthpiece on you. <laughs> as jazz musicians and artists, you never know. You never know. Where you, I didn't know I was going to play trumpet today, but I just make it a habit. And my wife's chagrin that I always have a horn with me. Oh my I'm so glad I could um, help prov um, provide a life lesson. <laughs> absolutely. So, you know, just you did it on purpose, actually, right? Yeah. Um, and that uh, I also like to tell my students that as much as we would love to see them thrive as professionals in arts, that may not be their calling as a, you know, that they're going to make their livelihood only from the arts. So we encourage them to make sure, like, just be an advocate. What if, you know, even if it's a hobby, you're not going to play your trombone on a regular basis or trumpet or whatever. Support the arts mm -hmm. and make sure that you are the best at whatever you can do. If it's being a doctor, a lawyer, a teacher, whatever, um, just give 110%. But follow your passion, whatever that is. I love that. Follow your passion, whatever that is. That's for all of you, too, listeners. Yeah. So, Debbie, when you hear uh, stories like this, you've been uh, teaching in music for a long time. You've had an amazing impact on so many, many, many lives. Does it ever get old? Oh, no. No. They always make me cry. Yeah. And I always look at our students and I think, I want to be like you guys when I grow up. <laughs> Because they amaze me. Yeah. They really amaze me. It, you know, it's our job just to plant that little seed and then they just prosper mm. um, and come back to us, you know, come back to us with your stories so and that I we guess, can enjoy what fulfills them. Mm. Again, so many odds, too. I mean, we hear about your budgets and how they're cut and now how you have many more students. And I just don't even know how you do it. I wish we could get more behind you, especially in Florida. And 
And that was something we talked about a little earlier. What can we do? What can Florida do to help us more? What can we do to help Florida provide more funding to the arts and more attention? Well, first I have to say that I feel like I'm very, we're very blessed to be in Central Florida. Central Florida Community Arts has given us support. Ted G has come up and given us support. I, I don't know how we deserve such wonderful mm. partners who are there to help us, but I certainly do feel blessed with that. Um, I think in general, we need to uh, educate our legislators and so that up in Tallahassee, good decisions are made as far as um, being able to show the support of the arts that needs to happen, not just in the educational setting, but in cultural community How groups. can you dispute these numbers? That's why I even asked you where you got that from, mm-hmm. because I wonder who did that research. I believe that. But you read that, and how can you not want to support that? I don't sure. understand. There's, there's a cohort study that was done of 12th graders, uh, and it's been repeated three times now over the course of the past 10 years or so. And those numbers are pulled, not nationwide, but from our students right here in Florida. So it is, it's undeniable. And then if you look at economic impact of areas uh, that the cultural community brings, the economic impact, Mm -hmm. those figures are undisputable. So I really don't understand why we have a hard sell, but we, it is really about uh, educating our legislators Mm -hmm. who will go on to introduce bills and pass bills that can help us. And what are so we can go we can you know talk to our legislators send emails all of that stuff it does work we've seen that happen in the arts several times in close calls where people rallied and and, and the legislators leg, legislators listened but what are some also some tangible ways that people can can they go and support the concerts in Osceola County for the schools like how do we how do we find out ways that we can get connected beyond you know the reaching out to to the uh, legislators. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we would welcome anyone to any of our concerts. Um, we do have a Facebook uh, presence for our just for the arts in Osceola County. It's S D O C Fine and Performing Arts. Say that um, again. S D O C, so like School District of Osceola County, Fine and Performing Arts. Great. And we're also on Twitter at S D O C underscore Arts. Um, and we do try and promote all of our shows if you know if we if we um have the information um also donate money (laughs) 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 and where would we how would we send that um at our website www.musichelpsheal.org and there's a place there for people who want to donate money yes paypal amex Visa, Mastercard. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it all. <laughs> Firstborn. Uh, <laughs> First <laughs> that's really incredible. So, uh, Ted, tell us just again, one more time, uh, just in like thirty seconds, what it is that you do and how we can learn more about it. Say, uh, maybe we, uh, there are families that are listening that want their students to have, you know, the, the access to these virtual lessons. Tell us what you do and how we can get in touch with you. We provide live, real-time, interactive music education. So instead of uh, driving your kids all over town and waiting for them in class, you can actually have your kids take good quality lessons right in your own home. All the courses are recorded so they can actually build a library of that learning so they can go back at a later date to uh, take a look at it. Very fun. Uh, we often say that the technology that we have uh, built is a lot more advanced than Skype and FaceTime. Uh, you can reach us at www.livemusictutorinschools.com uh, dot com and www.livemusictutor.com 
Awesome. Fantastic. More information. I love that. I want to get our legislators here. Yeah, we need Seriously. to. We should. We've had mayors and commissioners, but mm-hmm. no legislators. No, that will you, you happen. Know what's yes. Yes. That when we were working on the on the ESA law to put music back into schools, which was passed in December 2015, probably 90 percent of the Congress men and women and senators all supported yeah. music and the arts. A lot mm-hmm. of them actually had their instruments in their offices in D.C. <laughs> um, the question that you were asking, Mary, about why this doesn't seem to be a lot uh, simpler process, especially given all the benefits, I don't know. But I think that this is where we all have to come together as a community and continue working to try to get access for every kid uh, and student, really, uh, that should be a part of some level of music education and performing arts. They deserve thank it you. for sure. And thank Diego, you so much for what you do. Yeah, Diego, tell us and give advice to other students your age out there that might be thinking about giving up that theater or that instrument or something. They're just, you know, they're ready to give it away. What? Tell us why they shouldn't. <laughs> uh, this sounds pretty cliche, but follow your dreams. There's, uh, there's something about the arts that just makes it inherently human. And... You know, it may not be the thing that makes the most money, but it's the humanity of it because, you know, there are always going to be other things that are going to be able to create, like uh, robots can do mathematics and stuff. But, you know, robots and machinery and technology and the world we live in, they cannot recreate emotion. Emotion, exactly. Mm, there you go. Spirit, soul. Yeah. So, you know, if there's ever a reason not to give it up, it's because you're the only person who can do it. Uh, what a, well, I, good. I, I think we should end the show. That was great. I think we're out of time. Well, let's not ruin it. That was just really, really good. And it just it happens to be that we're out of town. Uh, thank you for putting the show together, Victory, oh, today. Please. It was Tom- Debbie and Pam who put this together. And, and Edwin and Debbie and Pam, thank you for the continued great work that you do in Osceola County. Hopefully we get this radio keep show coming out. back too. Thank you. And keep telling the story. It's important, Mary. It is important. It is important. That's why we're here. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's going to be a great one. I think so. This is a great start. Listeners, go and check out musichelpsheal.org or livemusictutorinschools.com. This has and, been uh, Joshua Vickery and Mary Thompson Hunt, and we've been coming to you from Magic 107.7 FM from the heart. <laughs>